Hey, this is Curtis Armstrong, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who forgot to put on pants and underwear today, but definitely remembered to start beating his meat in front of us. That's Jeff Clark. Hey, friends. And transmitting to us from a Mighty Max playset... The miniature bearded booger eater known as Shuddy Boy. Yo! And do you guys remember those fucking things? Yes. Mighty Max? Uh, The boy version of Polly Pockets. Yeah. Were those like straighter Tamagotchis? No. Tamagotchi? Did I say that right? Do you remember Polly Pocket, Jeff? No. I mean, like, the 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 the, the, uh, the name is very familiar, but I, I'll I'll Google it. Is that something you fuck? <laughs> That's what I call my flashlight. Polly Pocket pussy. <laughs> <laughs> they were like these little clamshell things that you would buy at Toys R Us, and when you open it up, there was like this miniature world inside with these did you have one a poly pocket yeah no but i definitely had some mighty max they were fucking cool mark rooster i believe still has some mighty max man that's dope what a fucking what a baller move by mark rooster let me see i wonder if Electronic Bay has uh, Mighty Max for a reasonable price, they from uh, they should be reasonably priced. They don't seem to fetch a lot at at vintage toy stores. I have seen them, and they're like fifteen bucks. Foolish mortals! Ah, uh, what the fuck? These things look dumb. <laughs> what? I remember these being so much cooler. There's like no room for the figure. This has to be like Mighty Max Light or some shit. I want a fucking real one. I bet. Oh, the skull. The one that was like kind of He-Man-esque, Shuddy. Do you remember that? Yep. Ooh, this one. This is a used one, but it's 100% complete with all the figures. Oh, dude, this one's sick. It's like a fucking mad scientist lab but it's $90 and it's not even in the goddamn original packaging. He's fucking not even factory sealed. No, man. What a bunch of bullshit, but I don't know. I'm going to put this on my list of things that I call bullshit that I don't need that I will buy if I'm ever cool. Like, if 
John Cooper sells and I get an, uh, a nice little paycheck out of it, I will treat myself to like two or three stupid things on that list. And it might be a Mighty Max. I'll just get stoned to the point where I don't even know how to talk anymore and play with those little motherfuckers. <laughs> Speaking of getting stoned, let me show you guys something. Hopefully it pulls out a volcano or a slinky bucket. I think I know. Oh, oh, I see it. Hold on. And don't laugh at my pajama pants. <laughs> I haven't hit a slinky bucket in years. Actually, I have a bong just sitting underneath my sink that I didn't even. Wait, did you I find used in you found months. a surprise bong? What the fuck is a slinky bucket? Oh, you've probably one of the. It's like one of the gnarliest pot smoking apparatuses there are. It's like a almost like a control, like a gravity bong, but in accordion form. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never done one of those. I have done gravity bongs. This one's like a waterless gravity bong, and it's it like dangles like a like an an accordion. Yeah, you like light it and then you spread the accordion and all the smoke builds down or goes down and then you inhale the uh, accordion back to its original state. Yeah, they're pretty sick. But I got I got these. This isn't like a, you know, a plug or anything. Clearly I'm not cool enough to get sponsored by anything, but I mean, it's it's nothing new, but I was I was telling Carl this over the weekend, like when I was uh, a teenage weed smoker, and you get all stoned with your friends, and you're all sitting in the room, listening to the Doors, sitting in beanbag chairs or whatever. And you're like, man, wouldn't it be cool if one day you could go to the store and buy like fucking a pack of Marlboro Greens, man, and it's just a a pack of joints, like cigarettes. I mean, it's yeah, like it's been a thing for a minute, but it's still yeah. Cool you got the uh, the Lowell smokes, right? Yeah, the Lowell, the Lowell smokes are cool because they have like a like really good packaging, and then they're they they're built in with matches and a strike pad, so you have everything. You know, you're never like searching for a lighter. They're rolled really well. It's usually really good weed. Although I I have had issues with those being a little too tight. You kind of have to like roll them in between your fingers a bit like boogies to loosen it up. Otherwise you can't even really pull, get a pull on it. I haven't smoked any of these yet, but it's literally just like a pack of smokes. Good joints. Yeah. It's 14 pre-rolls. It totals up to be like a quarter ounce of weed. And this was 40 bucks and it's got like a little magnetic thing to keep the, the Siggy pack lid shut. Very stuck. I'd pay an extra. Uh, I'd pay an extra forty dollars, or even more actually, if they were infused with hash oil. I find those pre rolls usually suck unless they have like a hash oil in them. Yeah, I mean that's why they're good for me because I'm a bitch. Like they literally True. make stuff marketed as dad weed now, and it's like, oh god, I'm such a pussy. But at least I still smoke weed. 
I just can't rip like I used to. Or else I cor- like curl up in the corner and think about dying. But you don't, I'm surprised you don't do that by yourself sometimes. But just get stoned to the point where I, I hate it? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I get a little uncomfortably high. Oh, it happens. Because it also, like, you know, if I don't have anybody to smoke with, I, I tend to use the volcano the most. So I'll fill the bag up, and I'm usually only trying to fill it up to give myself a, a couple of toodles. But if I space out while I'm fill, filling it, like I'm watching whatever movie or TV show is on, and I'm like, oh, shit, this thing's been running for a while. You know, I hit it, I hit it all myself, and then I get too stoned, then I'm just like, oh, no, the walls are closing in. Shuddy, um, I'm glad you were able to make it back. There were talks unknown to the Puminati that we might have to delay and record tomorrow, but Shuddy Boy's a fucking G and drove halfway across the country and it was just, yeah, let's do some MSPH. It was a Public total commitment. of, of 3,200 miles round trip with all the driving we also did in Dallas. That sucks. Since Thursday. That sucks balls. You've been to Dallas a bunch of times, all right? Yeah, I mean, my dad's family lives in Dallas and Houston. So I've been there several times, both cities several times through the years. This is the first time you got to go to the uh, Cowboys Stadium, though, right? Yes, uh, it was. Um and that was definitely something that I did for my father. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to come out and fucking say it right here, right now. The Cowboys N-word? Don't do it. Don't do it. Are fucking cowards. I have never been around a bigger bunch of pussies in my life. Oh my goodness. They are. How, how the fuck is somebody going to be standing in your home wearing head to Philadelphia Eagles gear and not one person even fucking side eyes in. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. It is kind of like a known thing. The Cowboys fans are like more docile than most football we, fans. I, I don't know what I was thinking. But we rolled up, and the the stadium was swarming with people. And I said to my dad, I was like, you know, if anybody starts giving me shit, you don't have to defend me. I did this to myself. We're in your team's territory. You know, you can attack. You can Believe pile me. on, and yeah, you can you can jump on their side. Like I, I understand what's you know what That'd I would be hilarious. If some cowboy fans start giving you shit and your dad just like turns around and is like, yeah, you pussy. Yeah, get him. It pops me in the mouth. <laughs> God, sports are so weird. Like, like that's like if you went to a Cannibal Corpse concert and people are like, he's wearing a municipal way shirt. Beat him up. I'm going to go to, a, I'm going to try to go to a concert, a hardcore concert that Shuddy's at wearing my tool shirt. We'll see how he takes that. You're you're just gonna embarrass Shuddy. I don't think too many other people get that that get uh, bent out of shape over it. But wow. Shuddy, your your major beef is that nobody kicked your ass. That nobody even really gave me any shit. 
I even I even started being a little bit of a dick and still couldn't gauge a response. Because the tour guide said something about playing the Philadelphia Eagles and I raised my hand and I said, I believe you mean losing to the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was just like, oh, ha, 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 he's so funny. Nothing. No, you, re- Virtually you, no reaction. Were you drunk? I was, no, I was not. I was just, Cowboys, cowboys, more like plows, boys. Like if I walked my dad into Lincoln Financial Field with his Cowboys jersey on, (laughs) things would be very tense. He would have got shanked. (laughs) On the tour, they're like, yeah, we have a jail here. I'm like, for what? You guys are all pussies. Jesus, shuddy. I, I didn't say that. I was... That was that one I kept to myself. I was trying to be to behave because that stadium, you know, all joking aside, that fucking stadium is impressive. So was there an actual game happening? No, the game happened on Sunday. This was just a a guided tour of Jerry Jones's monument to himself. Yeah, the Cowboys throat fuck my Giants. The Sunday. That's that's the game that happened at Cowboy Stadium. Oh, quack, quack, quack. <laughs> I don't even get what uh, that means. Yeah, the throat fucking noise. Quack, quack, quack. Oh, oh. If he did it that way in the first place, yeah, I would have not, he, he quacked, which I wasn't following either. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was that was too deep of a stern stern show reference, I guess. Um so wait, that place was packed even though a game wasn't happening? Yeah, well, yeah because they had, see it. So Jerry Jones spent about a billion dollars on this stadium. And he is trying, I mean, that's how much the stadium cost. I don't know that it was all his per, but he it, they uh try and generate as much revenue as they can from the building. Uh Every there, every part of the stadium is available to rent for private events, except Jerry Jones's private suite. I mean, that sounds um, well, that sounds par for the course. Uh, like every inch. If we wanted to hold Poo Fest on the football field. At AT&T Stadium, we could rent it and hold Poo Fest. Mm. How much? Yeah, I was uh, I was telling you guys a while ago that my, my college roommate worked for the Dallas Cowboys when we graduated. And he was telling me one of the first years that he worked for the Cowboys, the Jonas Brothers rented the stadium so they could play Call of Duty on the big screen TV that hangs over the field. Uh, for one of the hundred and three by seventy foot TV, four K HD dual video board that weighs one point two million pounds. Oh, it's so big that it it's about a hundred feet over the field. It will lower to twenty five feet above the field, and then elevators will lower down the remaining 25 feet so people can get up into it and work on it. Holy shit. 
I mean, yeah. Is it in sections or is it one enormous screen? Because you get one it's, little ding on that motherfucker and oops. It's one enormous screen, but it has. I I can't remember the exact figure, but around a million LEDs. Like if some um, unruly Phillies Philadelphia person was there and threw a battery and it flew up and cracked the screen in like the bottom corner, they can't just replace a chunk. They got to replace the whole thing. It contains 30 million LED bulbs between the two screens. That seems unnecessary. It's 1080p. Hmm. Necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No. It's sterile, and I like the taste. <laughs> well, well, what about the rest of your trip? Anything else happen when Shuddy does Dallas? Uh, I did get a little drunk with my cousins. That was fun. Did you pork any of them? No. Hmm. That's extremely inappropriate since they're all first cousins. I don't know, man. I don't know how you guys roll. All right, so <laughs> no cousin pork. Do you fuck your cousins? No. So then why would you assume other people that are normal do? I don't know. Someone's porking their cousin. I mean, shit, okay. didn't, didn't Giuliani pork his cousin? I don't think they were. I, I don't know that they were first cousins. Oh. Uh, all right, Jeff. Jonah Hill's character in Wolf of Wall Street, they fucked their cousin, or he fucked his cousin. Megan the Stallion, second cousin. Love her. Second cousin. You still going for it? Yeah, it'd have to be through marriage, obviously. <laughs> nope, it's blood. Somehow, it's by blood. Yeah, since she's my blood cousin, no, I wouldn't fuck Megan Stallion. If she was my cousin through marriage, probably. Do you believe him, Shuddy? I do. I do. I don't. Thank God. I do not. If they were, I mean, if they were blood cousins, I I could see him not. No, I'm picturing like a Joe Dirt scenario where Jeff gets all pumped about it. Oh, Megan the cousin. <laughs> You're my cousin. You're my cousin. You're my cousin. <laughs> that movie's a five dicker. I haven't seen it in forever, but gotta check um, it out again soon. I did I see pictures of Meg the Stallion. Uh, OCP. <laughs> OCP headquarters. OCP. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For a second, I thought you were talking about Insane Clown Posse. I'm like, what the fuck? What is it, like the Fago no, plant? That's ICP, and they're from Detroit, mm. not Dallas. Yep. Uh, uh, the Dallas City Hall was used as the for the exterior shots of OCP in, Ro- in the RoboCop films. Yeah. Like when you sent me that picture, I was like, "Man, I know this, but I can't place it." <laughs> and then when you sent the comparison with like, because they they put on like a, I'm sure they CGI yeah upper levels to it. They made it 
much taller for the movies yeah than it is in real life that was dope um drove around saw where my dad like the areas my dad grew up in uh that's really Uh uh-oh oh no oh no hold on hold on i don't know what the fuck just happened all of a sudden what'd you do and now it's back i don't know Zoom just started, instead of going to the recorder, playing out through the speakers. Oh, no. Check, 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 check. All right, I think we're good. Um, I'm just trying to sync my pictures from my phone, and I can show you guys some. Do I have anything fun from Dallas? Nope. That, oh, my here. Cousin, this that, is... My cousin's grundle. Can't show that one. That's really. I don't like those jokes. Playing with fire, Kevin. He doesn't like it. That's the last one you're gonna get. <laughs> That's how big the video board is in the stadium. Ooh, man. That's a fucking. That's just a straight up TV. Yeah. And they had to get yep, a second one much. to face the other way. And that's. I mean, we're pretty far away. That's my pops. Super happy. Uh, I took this picture because it originally was a bag of Cheetos and it said grab and go healthy choices. And I wanted to send that to you, but it literally, as soon as I clicked the picture taking a button, it switched to this Cowboys cheesesteak pie, which again, not a healthy choice. Yeah. Putting a cheesesteak in pie form doesn't exactly scream healthy to me. That's uh, in the Cowboys locker room. With my Jalen Hurts sweatshirt and Eagles hat. Again, nobody. A couple of the Cowboys staff had a couple of fun things to say. Like they were going to charge me more. But that was that was the extent of the ribbing that I got. Is like, oh, hopefully you paid more for your admission ticket. No one stuffed me in a locker. No yeah, one stabbed was, me. Bunch of pussies. Uh this was a dragon statue outside of the hotel that's all chrome, and it's about 30 feet tall. Oh, that doesn't look like me. Uh, it was, at the same time, probably the most impressive statuary and most obnoxious statuary I've ever seen. What makes it a statuary and not a statue? They're the same. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm sharing the screen that I'm Googling to confirm. Uh, oh, a, it's a sculpture. plural for statues. A sculpture no, consisting no. of statues. Sculpture consisting, yeah. So it would have to, I used it incorrectly. Uh, it would have had to be multiple statues. Oh, wow. To be a very statuary. rare self shuddy. We don't see those often. Uh, uh, I got a real kick out of this egg roll hut restaurant with the ice cream, the soft serve ice cream cone on the sign. Boy, it doesn't take much, does it? I just... <laughs> These were some banging breakfast tacos from this place called Rusty's. Oh, uh, okay. What um... cheese? Uh, it had egg, chorizo. Bacon, queso, tortilla chips. 
Oh, double meat. <laughs> yeah. Double meat, double cheese. They had an American and a Mexican cheese on there. There's OCP headquarters. Dope. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, These meow, are... Meow. Oh, Kevin. Got him. Is this a uh, statuary of buffaloes? This is... Well, they are the Texas Longhorn cattle. But yes, this is statuary. Man. There's my, my dad took pictures of everything. So there's wow. a picture. And he's he's really got the dad taking a picture pose down perfectly. Yeah, yeah. He does. <laughs> it should be a statuary of this. I know. A statuary of shuddy dads. <laughs> uh I did wear my uh my hoodie to uh Pioneer Park, so there's me in front of a Nice. Steer. Repping. And no one tried to beat you uh, up for wearing that? Nope. Nobody even nobody even said anything to me. Didn't even side eye me. Come on, so guys. Okay I'm, wearing, with... I'm wearing a hunk of shit. Yeah. Something. Uh that's what it looked like in the movie. That's the picture I had to sh- send Kevin so he could picture it. That's cool. Fucking Robocop. Yeah. Uh, and then yesterday on the way back, we stopped in Memphis for some sightseeing. So Beale Street, which is like their Bourbon Street, but it's only two blocks. Oh, boo. Is uh, it hooded they, like Bourbon Street? Or even worse? So, so we were driving from, well, we'll get there. So, uh, it's not hooded, but then we went ended up at Graceland, <laughs> and I really it bummed me out that that joke did not land with either of you two when I sent you the picture of the house. No, it landed. Uh, I just i I've been watching uh, a surprise amount of Elvis related content lately, so it landed uh, with me. Oh, uh, okay. Because I thought too, actually. I thought your response was just like I need to say something to him because you just said, "Oh, dang." Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I just watched some Priscilla. Dude died on the shitter here. I just watched Priscilla, and then I went and saw True Romance in the theater, and of course, in that movie, Christian Slater hallucinates talking to Elvis, played by Val Kilmer, a whole bunch. So these are Elvis's planes. There's the the house he died on the shitter in Graceland. They want so. To do a tour to go inside the mansion is eighty fucking dollars. Oh yeah, I mean they're trying to yeah. bilk as much money off that they can. The estate, the estate of Elvis. They built a museum, and it's fifty dollars to get into that, and then you have to pay another thirty to include the mansion in. And you can only buy them together. You can't just do a tour of Graceland. Damn. Huh? Fun fact. Riley Keough is the owner of Graceland currently. Ah, Elvis's granddaughter. Yes, because it she, Elvis, uh, when yeah. he died, she's a good actor. Left it to Lisa Marie, who then left it to Riley when she died. Uh, and Riley Keough had to fight Priscilla over it, and it just settled like two months ago. Damn. Uh, but then, so 
He's taking pictures of random motels. No, no. (laughs) On the way, while we were here, we decided we were going to go to the Lorraine Motel. Yeah, and what's that one? Which is where Martin Luther King was shot. Oh, shit. But, so, on the drive from Graceland to the Lorraine Motel, we did drive through a tougher section of Memphis where we got passed on both sides by about four cars with early 20-something-year-old kids all wearing full ski masks, running red lights. Oh, fuck. Like, it was like, I just sat there, I'm like, holy shit, that was wild. And then when we're making a turn, there's a billboard that just was a was a dude and it said real men don't commit murder oh wow that's a a good way for that billboard to find itself murdered talking shit like that uh but then yes then we snitching we we did go to the lorraine motel which is the now the national civil rights museum yeah i'm guessing you can't get a room there no uh so there's just some pictures of that that's where he was shot and then I think that's that's the end of our photo tour. Nice. Well done, Shuddy. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, you uh, crammed a lot in in just a quick, long weekend. Yeah, I mean, we left Thursday morning at 9 a.m., got to Dallas at 9 a.m., uh, left yesterday at 9 a.m. We were there for basically 48 hours and spent 48 hours in the car. Shit. Fuck that. It was fun. It was it was fun. Uh I did enjoy it. Uh Dallas, those highways around that city are fucking wild. You can get moving on them. When so Friday morning traffic was absolutely horrendous and Friday night. Oh. But yesterday and Saturday you could do 90 miles an hour. It's just the way that it's like six highways all form into one and then all split off at different times in on different sides of the road. It's uh, crazy. Well, and it was the first time I had ever driven in the city in Dallas. I've never been old enough or were only there with no car. Uh, But it was a good time. I was only in Dallas for one weekend, and it was a lot of fun. And granted, I was in my early to mid-20s, and so was my host. And he had connections and knew where there was a bunch of cool spots. But I I fucking I fucking loved Dallas. I thought it was sick. Yeah, I, I went there for Skankfest one year, I think. But, yeah, it was a quick pop-in. You know, I was, I was flying solo because nobody – when we did those work trips – None of us ever actually really got together and did anything. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of, I, I had no idea what to do. I kind of just stumbled around by myself. But um, uh, I'm glad you made it back safe and we're able to do MSPH today. We There's a chance we might need to do it a day late next week, if possible, because we yeah. might try and do a pickup day for the movie. Filming like uh, potentially another two, you know, celebrity cameos playing themselves Tomeos. for the yeah, doing in the in the mockumentary. 
So we might have that set up for a week from today, but uh, just in case it happens, it's out there in the ether for the Puminati. Um, I did do something this past week that could be met with some ridicule and taunting, perhaps. But what the fuck? What is this? I did a psychic reading. So what prompted this? So Carl had a couple of friends that did a session with this psychic and they were all just like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Talked it up to Carl and she was just like, all right, let me give it a try. And then she was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And she told a couple people they did it and they reported back to her. Holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And I was just like, and she kept being like, she give it a try. She give it a try. And I was like, are you trying to make the thumbs up emoji happen? I am. I am. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. I think it only does it if you have the most updated version of Zoom. But it's not doing it for either. You're really leaning into it. But uh, so she kept being like, "You should give it a shot. You should give it a shot." And I'm, I'm like, you know, I, I am, I would say I am equal parts open-minded and skeptical of things. Are you in the place in your relationship where you're terrified whenever Carl brings up? I was talking to my friends. No. Oh man, takes a lot more. That's when you know some bullshit's coming. Whenever you hear, I was talking to my friends, or me and my mom were talking. It's just like, oh, oh God, what did you fucking ladies come up with? Well, I, I Here was just like, okay, uh, the, I look at things as if I try something new, it could give me a story for the podcast, or the more things in life that you experience when you're a writer, you have more things to draw from. So I'll try most things once and just to not be a butthole, I'll go into them as open-minded as I possibly can. Man, Shuddy with those 8-bit shades looking cool as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have rainbow eyes, you pizza head. What the fuck is going on here? A tiny zoom hat on your regular hat? All right. Tell you what's way. going on. He's fucking over your story. That's what's going on. Um. So I, I, the this is also these are this is, it's also one of those psychics that is a medium as well. And it's not a shirt size, Jeff. You know, can <laughs> I was like I'm a, I'm a double XL now. I didn't want to talk about it, but here we are to communicate with the other side. And I was just like, you know, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. I'll see what happens. Best case scenario, she blows my mind, says some crazy shit, perhaps gives me a little bit of insight. Worst case scenario, I have a story for the show. I have a new experience that I can draw from in my, you know, arsenal of life experiences. If I ever want to give a little life to a character I'm writing or something, I don't know. Either way, I'm, I'm just down to try new things. And if they end up being stupid or they suck, oh well. Gave it a shot. Down to clown. So uh, things were interesting. I will say that. Um, 
I was definitely skeptical, but I wasn't being a butthole. I wasn't trying to do any gotcha shit. Um, I asked her about, you know, obviously I had to ask about the movie. Because we're still at a point right now where... So the the day that I had the the reading from her, the data recovery place is has still not gotten stuff back. And it has just been stuck in the mud, no progress whatsoever. And I talked to the guy and he was like, look, I'm going to put a little bit more work into it, but I'm very close to the point where I'm, I'm about to tap out. I've done everything I can and we just can't find these fucking files. In which case, Whoa. yeah, that would send us to reshoots, which is a fucking nightmare. Because when I, you know, when I talked about the movie being done, the woman that owned the place that we shot eighty percent of the movie at fucking hated us, made our lives a living hell, screamed at us over everything, made up reasons to scream at us, just nonstop screaming. The place is also being demolished, so can't wait too long, because. It's not going to be there for much longer. And who knows how many people have this booked out? Who knows from now until demolition how much free time there is to even rent that place to shoot there? Not only that, but we gave away all the furniture. Like all the furniture that was used for, you know, coffee table, TV stand, couch, all that shit that is very identifiable and noticeable all just went to goodwill when we wrapped because who the fuck is holding on to an entire apartment's worth of furniture. We don't have the money for storage or anything. So reshoots would have been an incredible fucking nightmare. And um, when I talked to her I about it, good news from this medium. Well, she said she was saying that, you know, the movie's going to be successful, that it is going to start my career as a filmmaker. And I was like, all right, I'm pumped to hear that. How much information did you give to her beforehand, though? Well, she asked what I... He sent her the script. Yeah. (laughs) She asked what I do for a living. And I was like, ah, I'm in this weird in-between period where I don't know how to truthfully answer that because I don't know if I can (laughs) say I'm a filmmaker and I don't have a job anymore. She's writing down, okay, unemployed. Yeah, I mean... All my income comes from fucking telling fart jokes on Patreon. Listen, listen, your girlfriend's not, your girlfriend can't hear this. Just tell me what you fucking do. So like, uh, she did say that their the data recovery place is not going to have the luck I want it to. And we're going to get sent to, to doing reshoots. But she was like, the reach, the stuff you film will be better than the stuff you lost. So that'll be a plus. Um, Quick update on that. I did hear from the data recovery place the next day or very close to the next day. And they were like, we had a breakthrough. We found a fuckload of things. The floodgates have kind of opened. And I was like, okay, well, you found a bunch of clips. What was the total amount of clips that were missing? And what have we recovered from this recent dam breaking? And he was like, all right, there was 40 clips left. And I just found 30. And I'm like, oh, so we're fucking 10 clips away from being 100% restored. And he's like, yes. And I am feeling very good about this. And I think that was Friday or Saturday. And he was like, I should have this done by the end of the weekend. But uh, I did not hear from him. And I reached out to the producer who's kind of been his point man. And he hasn't heard shit either. So she could still be right there. We could have to go to reshoots for just 
a couple quick fucking scenes, which sucks. Because a lot of times we did maybe four to five takes per scene. So if, if all the lost stuff is clumped together, that could be two missing scenes. Which would blow to have to spend if there are crucial scenes that like, you know, critical to the story and we have to have critical. them. Then, yeah, we would have to pay for reshoots, which would cost a fucking fortune. Probably the remainder of our post-production budget, which could be, could suck. That could be a huge issue. But, um, so the psychic also, at one point was just like, you know, she explained what she does and she was like, so I kind of need questions. I need something to focus me because I'm constantly getting bombarded by shit. So if you ask me questions, that'll focus my attention on what I can hone in on. What's up? Question. You probably already answered yes. this. Yes, do I. Did you go, <laughs> did you go to the same psychic that your girlfriend, um, that Carl and, and her friends went to? Or did yeah. you pick a random different one? No, why? If they all went to the same psychic and had mind-blowing experiences, why would I go to a different one? I don't know. Just maybe give a little... Uh, yeah, it was the same. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe it would be it would just help out the sample size. So you have the control psychic and then you have the random psychic that Kevin did. All right. Interesting point. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. Keep going. So she stopped me and she was just like, Okay, I have to bring this up because all I'm hearing is father, 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 father. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. And mm-hmm. Carl was kind of telling me this. She was like you know, the the first girl in our group of friends that did this, her dad died. And she reached out and she kind of wanted the, the you know, a medium type thing. She wanted the psychic to contact her dad and see if they could, like, pass info back and forth. And the psychic was like, look, I don't deal in bullshit. You know, make of that what you will. Um, <laughs> you know, if I can't force somebody here, I can't, like, force a dead person spirit here to talk to me. They have to be willing. They have to be around because apparently she claims that reincarnation is the thing. So like when she talked to me, she was like, she's like, you're kind of an immature guy, aren't you? And I was like, uh, one could make that argument. Where are you? Wearing, where are you wearing a death metal shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But she was like, she was like, you're a young soul. You've only lived like a couple of lifetimes, so everything is still kind of fresh and new to you. Um, but she was like, you know, so, you know, souls hang around, but then they kind of get go back into the cycle and go into someone new or something. So she's like, I can only talk to people and pass messages on if they're here. So she was like, all right, well, well I want to talk to my dad, and she's like, your dad's not here. I can't, I can't do anything about it. And then like towards the end of the session the dad showed up and I was, you know, when I was hearing this story, I'm like, Oh, how convenient. Right. When time was about to run out, all of a sudden dad's here and he wants to talk. So that'll be another session you have to buy. And she was like, no, the psychic did an entire free hour with her to like, you know, do the, the medium shit with her dad. And I was like, all right. Free. Yeah. So, okay. When she kept doing the whole, you know, your dad, I, all I'm hearing from you from is like father, father, father. And I'm like, well, yeah, we're getting close to the second anniversary of my dad dying. And she dropped some shit 
that was fucking mind-blowing. Like, it's not anything I can say on the show, but I'll put it this way. If she was grasping at straws and cold reading and threw this out there on a whim, if she was wrong, that would have been an epic fuck-up. To say to somebody about their dead dad and be wrong about it is like, aha. But she was fucking spot on. It's not any information that's public. You know, my dad was a little bit more on the private side, which is why I never really talked about him all that much or told stories about us. And it just wasn't really his thing. Like, my dad had a restaurant in Jersey. And this guy who was a regular there is a like a movie producer. And like he was supposed to introduce us. And we were supposed to have lunch. But obviously, you know, my dad dying kind of put a damper on that. But the guy is a producer on all the John Wick movies and was like trying to get my dad to fly out for a cameo in it. He's like, you'll be one of the guys that John Wick kills. And my dad was just like, nah, nah, not interested. Like he likes flying under the radar. So for her to pull... Me too. The shit that she mentioned about my dad, I was like, fuck. Okay, that's impressive. I don't know. I'm still a skeptic, but that was... I mean, And then she started going off on like my dad's upbringing and my grandparents, and she was fucking spot on with all of it. It was wild. But she was like, your dad's here with me, but he's not talking. Like, that would have pissed me off, actually. And if, if someone kinda... knew all that stuff... Yeah, like that's kind of why I, I don't I don't pay attention to zodiacs when I was when I like first started reading them um, in the newspaper. Like fucking, I don't even know how many years ago at this point. They like were spot on the first couple times, and I was like, "All right, nope, done with this. This is freaking me out." <laughs> yeah, it's fucking weird. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Because there's some stuff, like, sure, she knew my name when I booked the session, so you Google me. Look at my social media. Look at my Instagram. You can scroll down and see posts that I made in honor of my dad. Very easy to figure out I had a dead dad. But to know the shit that she knew, there is no fucking Google search revealing that. Um, How much time did she have your name for before you? less um, Less than 24 hours. Okay. Um, and then, oh, so the very, very first thing that I asked her when she was she explained how she works, and then like, all right, so you pretty much just guide me by, by asking questions. First question I had to ask was, "Am I cursed?" Because mm-hmm. you know, just anybody who's listened to MH, MSPH for an extended period of time, anybody who's known me for an extended period of time. It always comes up like, holy shit, you have really bad luck, don't you? And she immediately started laughing and she was like, you're not cursed. And I'm also not sensing anything demonic, which is very good. But she was like, but you do have some karmic baggage from past lives. Mm. So she seems to think that I did some bad shit in one of my few previous lives, which... You think you were a slave trader? Oops. Ah, come on! Why do you got to go there? Sorry, I I didn't I there's I didn't always have to be white necessarily. I could have. God damn it, Jeff! Well, I mean, you're the one with the bad karma. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this. 
Why would what you, you suggest that? Go, Why would those be the two go-to things? A slave owner and a rapist? Come on. I mean, they have really bad yeah. karma. So do you, apparently. So do pedophiles. Oh, my God. You fucking, fucking duo of scumbags. Hey, listen. We're not the one who was a scumbag in his previous life. You don't know that. Yeah. You, could, you could have been a scumbag yeah, in your previous life. I'm not... I don't, I'm not cursed like you are, or I don't have the luck that you do. So I'm not carrying around the same kind of karmic baggage that you are, you fucking kid toucher. I mean, hey, you you could also be a, uh, you could be a former kid toucher and not, uh, just not have the bad luck from it. And maybe, I mean, you are haunted by ghosts. Yeah, that's, that's revenge on you being a former kid toucher slave owner. Yeah, you can't turn this around on me just because that's what you were, you know, trying to deflect from yourself. Your middle name really is Kyle. Yeah, good one. You Uh, so, um, she she was like, she's like, but you're not. She's like, a lot of it is also you calling yourself cursed. Like you, you're overly negative all the time. You say bad things about yourself a lot. Check, and if you she's keep doing really that, on a roll. she's like, if you keep doing that, this is going to just keep on happening. You have to turn things around. You have to stop saying that. So I am going to give it a shot, and I'm going to stop referencing my luck. I'm having crap karma. This is uh, this is going to be a clean slate going forward. I'm going to ignore all that shit and give it a shot and see if anything improves. Because it was like in the next day or two that I got that call from the data recovery center place. And they're like, we're on a fucking roll. Like I, my, my phone could ring at any minute and I will take it and see if it's them. Because in the next couple of days I should know one way or another, if everything is a hundred percent recovered or if we got to just fucking go into reshoots. But, uh, that was, that was my first question. And then that was when she cut me off with the, you know, the dad stuff. But like, Man, I don't even know if I should say this either. Come on. Fire it out there, Bean. All right. So, my uncle is missing. My uncle Rob. He's he's still missing? I mean, he went missing two weeks ago. Oh, he was going through something a month or two ago, wasn't he? few months ago yeah um and you know i got a call from my mom i think the day before i did this psychic thing and you know she was like you know he's he's gone he's vanished he's not showing up for work he's um not at home his car's not there he's not answering anybody's texts he's just gone so i mean you know, I've talked about him in the past. He's he's more of a big brother than he is an uncle. You know, he was 13 when I was born, so we lived in the same house growing up. At one point in time, we shared a room, and he was really influential in because you know he's a super super funny guy, and uh, he always has been. And his sense of humor sort of just helped shape mine at a young age and like i just 
just the way he got laughs out of anybody in a room. He could just turn any situation, if everybody just got bad news or something, or if something bad happened, he would always just cut through it with a joke and lighten the mood. And I always, like, that was a trait that I really looked looked up to as a kid. I was like, that's what I want. Like, I have a feeling I'm not going to grow up to be a smart man, but if I can make people laugh, then that'll be that'll be my contribution. So, you know, I always looked up to him. Um, I was a big Uncle Rob poser my whole life. I always wanted to just be just like him. But, you know, him gone and, you know, it's fucking really, really tough on my grandma. You know, she just lost her husband of over 60 years. And then this happens. Her son is just vanishes. And, uh... I don't know, it was one of those things where I was just kind of desperate, and it was just like, fuck it, yeah, I'll ask the psycho, figure out what I have to learn from that. Huh? You called her a psycho. Did I? You said I'll ask the psycho. I thought I said psychic. I don't know. But yeah, I asked her, and she was like, she's like, look, I don't sugarcoat shit, so there's... I'll let you know if there's bad news coming and you tell me if you want it or not. And I was like, I mean, yeah, you got to tell me. And she's like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not in a good place. Um, I don't see him in the state of Florida right now. And um, she's like, yeah, he's he's not in a good place. And I don't know if there's necessarily a happy, a happy ending to all this. And, you know, she gave me like a little bit more stuff, but moved on and then the next day I was talking to she was like you know and you gotta be there for your grandma and you know I've been texting her and you know keeping in touch and the next day I called her and you know just tried to explain things to her and you know try to try to just give her the silver lining and being like you know everybody did everything they can and uh you know don't beat yourself up over this and I know it's hard but you know, just trying to lift her spirits up and stuff. And she was like, you know, I talked to some people that know him and he had, he always mentioned having these friends in Texas. And I was like, holy shit, if he fucking disappeared and went to Texas and she's like, yeah, he's no longer in Florida. That's an eerie, an eerie thing to catch. I don't know. There was, there was a lot of stuff like that where it was just like, oh man, how, like, getting all of this shit, you know, kind of right. And, you know, who knows? There was some stuff she sort of predicted and gave timelines on, and time will tell on those. But the stuff she knew about my family, and even me without even really asking me many questions at all, it was it was fucking eerie, man. It was fucking eerie. I even called my mom and told her all this stuff, and she was like, oh, my God, I'm fucking freaking out. Are you going to go back to her? I don't know. But it was it was interesting. What's going well, is it is it expensive? Like what would or either way what would keep you from visiting again? I I don't know. There's a decent amount of things in life on that I'm a, like a one and done kind of guy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someday if there's like a whole bunch of questions and I feel desperate and it's like, ah, let me give that a shot again. I would give it a, a try, but 
Yeah, it was it was it was interesting, to say the least. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like so you would suck four point <laughs> five medium dicks. Four point two five. Nice. How long was the session? Was it just an hour? It was an hour, but it ended up going like an hour and forty five minutes. What? Yeah. And I didn't get upcharged for the extra 45 minutes or anything. Uh, so did she find you like just interesting and wanted to keep going? Or were you kind of like, no, can we, can we, did you, or was it more of like your decision to keep going? No, it, it, it ran long because she had like more info that she wanted to give me. So she was just like, rather than you paying for another session, I'll just give it to you now. And we'll, we'll just go long. And then, <laughs> all right, so this is another kooky thing. But she was like, I'll do a free energy cleansing for you. I mean, <laughs> which you, you probably need that. I mean, that, that she was saying it'll help you with the karma and stuff. Like all that, all the, the she's like, you're, you're surrounded by chaotic energy. She's like, you're a good person, but you have a lot of chaotic energy around you. That's sort of fucking things up, and I can I can clear that for you. Especially that Jeff Clark. <laughs> yeah, is there a piece of shit in your life with the name Jeff? I'm, it, it's it's <laughs> I'm, it's coming to be all misspelled. I don't fully understand this. Yeah, I keep hearing Jeff, but all I'm seeing is a G. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, do the does the uh, do the letters D B T C S mean anything to you? And I was like, oh, you mean Dookie Boy the cocksucker? What's going to happen to him? Oh, he's dying. Yeah, she she um she she did a cleansing thing on me. So I had to close my eyes, do breathing exercises, and then just sit there with my eyes closed for like 20 minutes in silence while she did mumbo jumbos over me. And she said it was tough and that there was a shadow entity or something clung to me and she said she had to pull out like the big guns to get pride off me and get rid of it and i was like oh well thank you i'm not really big on shadow monsters attaching to me so have you uh noticed a difference a little bit in all honesty, yeah. And it's not like night and day, but I do feel generally better. And it is kind of weird that almost immediately that was when the data recovery center place was just striking gold and recovering tons and tons of shit. But I don't know. We'll see. You know, it was less than a week ago. So, but like I said, I'm still the same exact ratio of open-minded and skeptical. Like obviously people can take shots in the dark and, you know, the charlatans that go on TV and be like, I'm getting a letter B and do stuff like that. Um, it's just weird that she was so dead on with like, I don't know, six or seven people that are in this network of people that have been recommended and reported back. Like her track record is just fucking crazy, so I was just like, you know what? I, yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical but intrigued, and I would like to see how I fare. And she fucking nailed it, it with me too. 
Was it pricey? A little bit. It was like 90 bucks. I mean, it's not that bad. I, I would, when I was thinking pricey, I was thinking over in somewhere over a hundred bucks. So $90 for almost two hours and a, a cleansing from your pedophilia past. You son of a fucking I, I bitch. I think that's worth uh, it. I tell you what, I'd much prefer to do this in a fucking flow clinic where I just sat there and wondered how much money I was losing in football while this, this fucking bath of Epsom salt. <laughs> hey, that really happened? <laughs> I mean, yeah, did, I didn't did. really go to sleep. I was just like... Well, I wonder what's happening with Alabama LSU right now. I don't remember uh, this. When did you go to a fucking float tank? Uh, this is years ago. My ex bought it for me for either my birthday or Christmas. It was some gift. And she got one of her own. And we went and I got nothing out of it. I just pretty much just waited in the dark for like an hour. <laughs> it's just like, Did you talk about yeah. this on the show? <laughs> yeah. I, think he, I feel like he did. I feel like yeah. he did. I talked about it. I fucking hour was up. I opened up the lid. I got out. There's like a turd floating in there. I don't know who put that in there. Yeah, I probably tried to do one of those things where I wanted to make the story better or, I don't know, more detailed than it needed to be. And it really just broke down. Yeah, I just sat in the dark for an hour and was like wondering what the score of the football (laughs) game was. (laughs) Because I did one of those too with Will Pendarvis. And... When I get tired, I get like restless legs where I have to kind of like sit on the floor, pull my heels up into my nutsack, and then kind of like push my knees down like the butterfly <laughs> thing. Like I just have yeah. to sc- stretch my groin muscles. They get like all tweaked out or something. I don't know what it is. So when I got in and started floating, I immediately got that uncomfortable leg thing, and that, that fucked up my whole experience. And I go out to the waiting room, and Pendarvis comes out, and he's like, Oh, that was the craziest thing ever. I turned into a bird and was flying around. Like, what? (laughs) You got to be a bird? I just had an uncomfortable groin. So you... Yeah, I would would much prefer to do the psychic reading. No, dude. Like, I I did have, like, a little bit of a screensaver when I closed my eyes of, like, colors flickering around, but that was about the extent of it. Yeah, I, I guess I got a little bit of that. And I, and I, I mean, I, I tried. It just didn't work for me. And I think I heard about the flow tank through like a Joe Rogan social media video and him and his guests at the time, who I don't even know who was talking about how they can get a hallucinogenic experience from it. So that's what I was hoping for. And that is not what I got. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that was like maybe $100, $150 for an hour. Holy shit. I don't remember being that expensive when I went. Well, let's look it up. I mean, what do you think would happen if you went and did another float tank during, I don't know, curling season when there's no sports on that you really give a shit about? The summer? Sure. Um, Yeah, you know, I don't know. Probably wouldn't be that into it, but it might it might have a different effect. I'm 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 on the um, I'm looking to see what the price is for the first float. Of course, they're not giving me shit. These fucking clowns! How far do I have to scroll down this goddamn 
book your first float now. Um, in other news, the Swedish rotten fish, the surströmming that Jeff has to eat as part of his punishment, is just days away from being delivered. So you can put that on your MSPH calendars. The day Jeff vomits so much he vanishes from existence. This is, I mean, this is also going to be a punishment for me, too, because wherever we do this, if we do this at your place or my place, wherever, I want to be there to help get, you know, additional footage and stuff and witness it in person rather than over Zoom. And I'm going to smell that shit. And it's like I lost the Oscar bet, too, because just smelling that stuff, being within 30 feet of that can when it's first pierced by the can opener is a war crime. What if I enjoy it? How oh, fucking gross would that be? This is getting me hard. <laughs> um, so the flow clinic, 90 minutes, $75. And you got an hour and 45. So it's that 105 minutes for $90. Yeah, not bad. I think you're, I think you got a better deal. What would happen to you if you went to a psychic and she just started hitting you with like this, like crazy deep cuts that nobody knows? Would you chalk it up to luck or be like, oh, maybe there's something to this? No, I'd probably believe it. That's why I'm a little, I don't know. It seems like she convinced you. Or maybe it's just legit. I don't understand why you wouldn't go back. Um, I mean, I might, it's just like, I don't know how much more stuff, like, like the, the, you know, putting yourself in the mindset of like, okay, how could things go right? If this is legit, what am I actually hoping to get out of this? Some stuff from my dad, some sort of closure that's in like the win column, you know, knowing, getting a peek into my future career. Cause like right now I'm in a career grundle. I have a career behind me. I could have a career in front of me, but I don't know what my fucking current career is. I don't know what my Grundle career is. So, I mean, just hearing from her could be a charlatan, could not be, but hearing her be like, yeah, you, this is your career. You should already be working on your next project because um, you will be a successful filmmaker. This is your career for the rest of your life. And it's cool to hear, even if it's wrong. <laughs> But if she was like, yeah, get used to flipping burgers the rest of your life, that would have also been a huge bummer. But I don't know. It could also just be a fucking pep talk packaged as a psychic. Like, I'm very good at cold reading, so I'm going to pluck some stuff out that's going to blow your mind, and then I'm just going to say some motivational shit and hope that, you know, it's like the secret. You know, if you fucking believe it, it'll happen. So, yeah, I'm not going to tell yeah, this, this guy. Yeah, the law of attraction. Gonna, I'm not going to tell this fucking goofball he's going to be a failure. I'm going to tell him, yeah, your career is in film. Keep at it. So you go into it with a positive mindset, and then you make your own future or whatever hippy-dippy bullshit. Shuddy, would you ever do a psychic? I mean, if you don't think it's complete bunk, then I would entertain it. I... I straddle the line between skepticism and wanting it to be real. 
I feel like that's the. Yeah, that's I feel the like I mix. would go into it too negative and like want it to be fake and look for the you? inconsistencies. No, never. <laughs> I would not believe that. That's so out of character. I did get all her. Right. I did get the uh, the psychic to get all emotional. She was like, "This right. is." She's like, "This is bullshit. This is not." She's like, "People always cry in my sessions. It's never me." She's like, "I am not pumped about this." Wow, what, what, just her talking to my your, your family? Yeah, like the combo of the dad and uncle stuff. She got like all emotional, and she's like, she's like, what the fuck? She's like, this never happens to me. Because like when I talked to Carl, like her and all of her friends were just bawling through it. Yeah, I don't think and I'm you, down. And you should no emotion whatsoever. You. Yeah, did you, you didn't cry at all. No. I mean, there were there were definitely parts where I got a little choked up, but I didn't I didn't cry. I mean, it, you know, it's tough talking about your fucking dead dad and your missing uncle. It's you know, it's heavy shit. But she was That's like, true. she was like, when I did your cleansing, she was like, it was hard to like get in there because she was like, you're you're a very silly, goofy guy, but you're very strong. Like you've been through some fucking shit, and you just don't let it get to you, really. It's like I don't know. It's my job to be a fucking goofball. I have to get on here and start telling fart and dick jokes and stuff. You know, when my dad died, I don't even think I, the only, the only show I missed was going to the funeral. I can't like switch off, you know? Yeah. Show must go on. Yep. That's what I respect most about you. Maybe the only thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. So, Shadi, I'm going to guess in your adventures this weekend, you didn't get to catch any new films? No. Nope. Uh, no. No new films. No new films. Jeff, I don't even need to ask you. Yeah, you don't have to ask me. <laughs> I saw this cool movie called The Giants versus the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. I watched The Killer. Uh, oh, you did? Thought it was, yeah, I watched it last night. Thought it was pretty good. I like Michael Fassbender. I like Fincher. I really like the writer. I'll give it three stars, three dicks. All right. I was pumped to see that when it hit Netflix, it went straight to number one, beating Spider-Man. Yeah, that's impressive. sick. How how uh, excited is your buddy about it? Very excited. Because I was I was hanging out with him before it hit Netflix, like right before, and he was like he was like fuck. I really hope it does well. I hope it does well because you never know, you know, like these streaming things and with the actors' strike, no one's really been able to promote anything. So yeah, how, do, how does he feel about his movie going to Netflix? I mean, it 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 hit theaters for a limited run and then went to Netflix. Um, And then he did, he did write that movie windfall that went straight to Netflix um, a year or two ago. But is he like, no, this Netflix stuff is bullshit or is it just the same like paycheck for him? No, like whatever he doesn't care. He just loves writing. So if he, you know, if he writes a movie and it goes to Netflix and a bunch of people get to check it out, he's, he's fucking pumped. Does he have anything else that he's... Is he working on anything right now? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's, it's nice interestingly scene. enough, so The Killer came out, and his next movie, which is being filmed or already wrapped, is called Psycho Killer. <laughs> so, and he wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, and he also wrote um he was he wrote the the metal the newest Metalocalypse movie with Brendan Small. And then he also had the you know Fincher directed one of the new episodes of Love Death and Robots on Netflix. And he wrote that with Fincher. So he's been he's been on a fucking roll lately. And I was you know I I texted him the picture when it was number 1 on Netflix and he was beyond stoked so i've been like anytime i leave the house like when carl and i went out to dinner and went to the movies i turn the tv on i load up netflix i put on the killer hit play and then walk out just to try and get him some <laughs> some extra spins um but yeah, uh dude i went and saw the marvels shuddy boy did you i did dude i heard that one is bombing it is yep what's <laughs> Dude, that I mean, shit is hilarious to me. It's like it, it got hit by two big things, like the you know not being able to promote it with the strike, and then you know those all those fucking limp dick incels that are like, oh, women are woke or whatever the fuck yeah. they're whining about these days. I knew you were gonna say that. This is what makes it interesting. Them that movie bombing because my brother brought this up yesterday. He was saying that 70% of the people that saw the movie were men and 30% were dudes. So maybe if the so same 100% number were of men? 70 were dudes, excuse me, 30 were 30% were women. Sorry about that. Okay. Um so like if the same rate of women went and saw it as men, maybe it wouldn't bomb. It's like kind of like Bill Burr's joke about like the WNBA. It's like, well. You know, why don't you, why don't women go out and support the WNBA more? Like, why, why, why is it just like our fault that Marvels or the WNBA tanks? Like, you went and saw Marvels. Did, did Carl go with you? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. 50 50 on that demo. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well done, Kevin. I'm both you and Carl are woke. I guess so. Not a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what that word means, but um, I it it was also kind of getting when it first hit, the reviews were not the greatest, and then it sort of balanced out a little bit once it had been out a little bit longer. So I was going into it like, all right, I've just for the sake of continuity and knowing what's going on in the Marvel movie universe there have been a couple of movies where i'm not necessarily pumped to see them help but i see them as a labor of love let's call it i just want my my nerdy curiosity wants to know what it's teeing up for the future in the marvel movies and i will say this one of the most oh shit post-credit scenes in a marvel movie in a very long time one that even Jeff would be like, oh, oh, wait, why am I doing it when Jeff can just do it himself? Oh, <laughs> let's see. Actually, you know what? I'll text it to you because I don't want to. I don't want to be a spoiler. Oh, but I'll text Jeff. 
Uh, you want me to spoil it? I'll fucking no, no, spoil it. No, Send me the no. news, and I'll, and I'll say it on on the air. Spoilers coming. If you didn't know this was coming, and and this this character just showed up out of nowhere, you would be like, oh, because oh. you kind of know what it's teeing up. Did you get? Uh, no, I don't. I, I mean, I know what you, I know what you sent me. I get that, but I don't under. I don't know what movie. Or where they are in the story of that of that comic book. All right, uh, hold on. I, I'm texting Ooh. Jeff one more sentence. <laughs> okay, sent. Uh, and, and I mean, it's kind of a weird Easter egg to tack on to the end of this because they're not necessarily all that related outside of being Marvel properties. But I don't know. I. Honestly, it might have been because I went in holding my nose, expecting a turd, that I was pleasantly surprised and be like, okay, that was not a turd. It wasn't great. It wasn't the greatest Marvel movie, but it was not gay. The action and the fight scenes were fucking sick. I will a hundred percent give that to the Marvels. CG, pretty fucking good. It looked good. Oh, okay. Samuel L. Jackson. It was fucking awesome in it. The villain that goes out saying the villain sucked. The villain was very underwhelming. Uh, Who was it? Was I don't even fucking know. It was okay. So you remember the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie? I guess I should address this to Shuddy. Yes. <laughs> so it was basically Ronan, the Accuser, again. But it was it was like some female um Cree. Like she had that same staff that he has and I don't know, it was just like, ah, really? You kind of just brought back Ronan essentially as a as a woman and like the way she gets defeated was incredibly underwhelming. And that's a big thing. You know, superhero movies you need a really good fucking villain. And this is a point that Ginger and Juice mentions a lot. It's like this trap that superhero movies fall into where the hero is fighting a villain with the same exact powers and it's kind of just fucking boring, you know? Especially because, like, Captain Marvel is a lot of energy blasts and lasers and shit, so it's just like a fucking laser fight. And it's just like, eh, this could have been cooler if, if there were opposing powers or not exactly lined up ones. But the, the little girl that plays Ms. Marvel... That show wasn't the greatest, but she does a fucking good job. I like that kid. I think she's charming. She's funny. She does a she does a really good job as Ms. Marvel. And Tayona Paris from They Clone Tyrone is the Great movie. The third Marvel. Probably. And she's awesome. I think might be the best movie of the year so far. Like her character, what was it, Yo Yo? And they clone Tyrone was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like the second yeah. I saw that, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to keep my eye on on this this lady because she she killed it in that, and she was good in this. Uh, I mean, it was it was a mixed bag, but it's definitely not as bad as the reviews are making it out to be. But it's also not exactly the greatest thing in the world. So." In fairness, oh my god! And they're okay. This, this, this definitely dinged 
the Peter meter. She goes, they go to this one planet that's essentially a musical planet. Like the people there only communicate by singing. And I turned to Carl and I was like, I fucking hate this planet. Like, I would not be bummed out if fucking Thanos came out of a wormhole, punched a hole in it, and blew it to pieces, because fuck this planet. A fucking singing planet. You're not into a whimsical world. I I don't like people singing at me. It makes me feel weird. I hate it. Oh, and a good movie. Yeah, there are. I mean, South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. There are exceptions to the rule, but... I feel like this is back-to-back weeks where we've talked talked about musicals. Yeah, I just I just can't get into them. They don't do anything for me, so that that hurt the score. But three point two five dicks for the Marvels. It was if you're looking to you know stay current with all the Marvel shit because you know Loki season two just put out its finale and all the shit is connected. This this one will not be the chore that some of the recent Marvel shit has been. So, yeah. Marvel's not that shabby. I did also go with Raw Dog. Our, our, our homie Raw Dog texted me and was like, did you guys hear about the, the Vista Theater reopening? No. It's, it's like a... I, I heard of it, yeah. It's like a, a single-screen theater in L.A. That's, it's big. It's like a 400-seater. They... Used to do a lot of events there and stuff, but COVID kicked its ass and it shut down. So, Is there another one with the same title in uh, um, in Orange County? Because I think my brothers were just talking about this. Hold on, let me go get something real quick. Keep keep going. <laughs> um, but so Tarantino bought it, and they, you know, they they touched it up i guess and did a little put a little polish on it before doing a grand reopening but it pretty much got announced it was like okay quentin tarantino bought the vista theater the grand opening the first screening is going to be true romance and quentin's going to be there in person to intro it oh and by the way tickets go on sale in like a couple hours so i didn't hear about this until it already sold out i actually checked facebook and saw someone like flipping the fuck out that they were sitting on the website hitting refresh. And the second it hit the top of the hour, it said sold out. And I was like, all right, well that would have pissed me off. I'm glad I didn't, I didn't go down that same route, but you know, raw dog produces Tarantino's podcast. So Tarantino's assistant got him on the guest list plus one. So he hit me up. He's like, Hey, if you're free Saturday night, I got a plus one to see True Romance at the Vista. And I was like, oh, uh, Carl, I hate to do this to you, but you are going to have the night to yourself because I have a hot date with Josh. And um, the biggest bummer was when we showed up, they had the they did the phone case thing. They did the Chappelle thing. So we had to lock our phones up. And uh, luckily, since Josh was on the guest list, there was, I mean, there was a line wrapped fucking all the way down the street an hour before the movie even started. So they they let us cut. We had to get wanded and searched and go through a fucking metal detector and get our phones locked up. But he had like the you know the the when they do an event in a theater and they have the VIP seats roped off with the person's last name taped to it. He uh-huh. had he had one of those going. 
So that was kind of cool. And, um, you know, Quentin comes out, talks about the movie. He's like, you know, this theater has a rich history in L.A. It was opened in 1923, so this is the 100th year that it's open. And I love this theater. And, you know, Quentin's got a hard-on for film, like actual film. He owns the New Beverly Theater, and the only movies they show there are from his personal collection of actual physical reels that he's bought, you know, 35mm, 70mm, all that stuff. And he he just hates digital for some reason. And as a chode who is still grasping for dear life to physical media, and I buy Blu-rays and 4K DVDs and shit, I still don't get... Like, it, it was cool watching True Romance on his personal copy. So... It's it's not the picture's not as sharp and it has the cigarette burns and the flickers and all that stuff. And it was kind of a cool way to watch that. I just don't know if I would want to watch every movie like that, like with all the flickers. It's like I kind of enjoy seeing the picture in crystal clear quality. <laughs> there is something to that. It's kind of why I don't watch VHSs anymore. But speaking of VHSs, he was like I also built attached to this theater off to the side a micro theater that seats like 20 people and it has a projector set up for VHS. So he bought when, when Quentin first hit it big, he bought the video store that he used to work at and the entire inventory. So he still has all those VHS tapes. So they're going to do screenings there of his VHS archive that he got from the video store that he used to work at that he bought. So I do like, it is just fucking cool that he's doing that stuff for fellow film lovers because I don't think there's shit like this anywhere else in the world. And then, you know, True Romance is the first screenplay he ever wrote. Even though Reservoir Dogs came out a year earlier, this is the first script he ever just completed start to finish. And, I mean, what a fucking... I mean, you guys have seen True Romance, right? Yes. Five Decker. It's excellent. And, like, Fucking love that movie. That scene with uh, Hopper and Christopher Walken is one of the best ever. Oh god, with the the Sicilian stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That there there were some people that must have been their first time seeing that movie did not ho- know how to handle all, all that. <laughs> really, <laughs> with all the n words, they're like, oh, oh, it's getting a little stuffy in here. <laughs> Gonna go mean, get some concessions. Can you imagine that being the first script you ever wrote and then it fucking goes on to be directed by Tony Scott and has an insanely stacked cast? It's just wild. I I don't even think along those lines. So Brad Pitt as just a a minor character. That's how baller that movie is. They just got Brad Pitt to play a stoner roommate. Florida. Yeah, Michael Rappaport was actually the bigger uh, star of those two, right? Yeah. At the time. Yeah, Rappaport fucking killed it, too. Like, everybody in that movie is just so goddamn good. But, yeah, that he was like, not only is this the first screenplay I ever wrote, but at the beginning of the movie, when Christian Slater goes to the Sonny Chiba triple, triple feature, and Patricia Arquette shows up, and they, they have their little meet-cute, that is the Vista Theater, and they walk out of it, and you see the awning and stuff. So it's just a really cool way to commemorate, you know, the 100th anniversary of that theater. Quentin Tarantino buying it, and then just doing a showing like this. It was fucking cool. It was really fucking That's cool. awesome. 
Yeah, that's why people on the East Coast are like, oh, how do you live in L.A., man? There's fucking traffic and homeless people. It's like, yeah, there's traffic in Jersey. And uh, I've seen homeless people in New York. And for a film nerd like me, it's just like living in boner land. There's so much cool shit happening all the time. So I can deal with shitty traffic to yeah. enjoy the little things in life. Dude, it cracks me up when I okay, starts talking shit about California. And we actually have three Southern California writers on our staff. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it's fucking hilarious. It's like, dude, I live in, I think I live in paradise. Like my, the neighborhood I live in right now is fucking amazing. I, I, you, I would, I'm dreading having to leave it one day because I probably won't ever be able to buy property here, but like, it's the fucking coolest. And whenever people talk shit, it just cracks me up. So yeah, stay away. You don't want to come here. It's terrible. (laughs) I mean, I make fun of you a lot for your undying devotion to Long Beach, but you're not lying. I mean, you have a sick apartment. It's in a sick neighborhood. It's close to a lot of shit. It's close to the beach. And all you have to do, you're just one super fun, quick scooter ride from a bunch of awesome shit. A night of drinking. A day at the beach. Like your yeah, neighborhood is, I put, is pretty I put clean. gas in my car like... Yeah. Like LA... LA is kind of a bummer when it comes to the homeless stuff. It really is, and it's getting worse and worse. But Long Beach just doesn't have that kind of problem. Like, at least not in my part of Long Beach. Like, there's homeless people for sure, but it's not like there's not like tent city by by me, really. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, there are definitely parts of LA where I would not fucking live in, like, specifically bitch ass Paul's neighborhood. Fuck that. And he lives in like a nice building, but like, is he in K Town? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, K-Town's not necessarily glamorous, that's for sure. Nah, but, um, you know, it just trips me out. What I was getting, I got my my brothers collecting these programs from a nonprofit art house cinema called The Frida. So when you said The Vista, I was like, wait a second, is that the same? Is that the same thing? Is there a Vista in Orange County, a Vista in Hollywood area? But apparently they've been going to The Frida. Um yeah, it's like a single, it's the same type of thing. Single screen theater that shows old movies. Over the next three days, though, they're showing Uncut Gems, which is going to turn into my autobiography one day. <laughs> next week, they're doing When Harry Met Sally, and I'm actually thinking about going because I fucking love that movie. That's a good flick. It's kind of yeah. cool see, seeing like movies on the big screen that you never got to see. Like, Dude, was it? I don't think you were part of this, but... I think at the Beverly. Is that is that the name of a theater up there? Yeah, that's the other one that Tarantino owns. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that, too. All right. The Beverly, we went and saw Alien or Aliens. One of the two. I can't remember. It was like one of the first years we moved to Southern California, and it looked so good on the big screen. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, back when the Arclight was open, they would show classic horror movies in October, and I got to see The Shining on the big screen in the in the dome. And I was just like, man. Damn. For like a movie that I love so much that I wasn't alive to see in the theater, 
seeing it on a screen like that was just, it was almost like seeing it again for the first time. It was just so fucking cool. That's like my brother's, that was my brother's main event movie for the Halloween, like movie marathon they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They both love the shining. Like I think like the shining is like my brother's uh, favorite. Dude, I've, I've turned into movie. such a fucking movie dork that I went to a, a rental store, a video store like last week. Yeah. There's this place, Vidiots, where they have, I don't know, something like 30,000 titles. And you can even search it on their website to see if they have it. And they have some of the deepest deep cuts. Like samurai movies that I've been dying to see forever, but they're out of print, don't exist online, can't stream them anywhere. And they got copies. You can just go and rent for three bucks and you get them for five days. And it's like, look, I got, I got the fucking cases right here. Like, I can legit pull a Patrick Bateman and be like, I have to go return some videotapes. And I'm not lying. I do have to go return these movies at some point. And I'm not bummed about how long it. Did you, how long did you book them for? It's five, you get five-day rentals, three bucks. But you, they, they have new shit, too. It's three, like, $3 a day or $3? For five days. Holy shit. Yeah. And they have, they have TV, they have documentaries, they have anime... They have deep cut art house. They have deep cut monster movies. They have mainstream shit. They have everything. It's fuck. They even have a trauma section for Shuddy and Dom. It's dope, man. It's fucking cool. They have like a little shelf for the new releases. So like new movies that just came out on Blu-ray, three bucks to rent them for five days. Way cheaper than renting them digitally for like twenty five dollars or twenty. I don't know. It's fucking cool. It's it's a good time to be a. A movie nerd loser in LA. Yeah, the uh, SAG just settled their settled their um, strike. That shit's over. Yep. So shit should be picking up pretty shortly here. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, thank you for listening, friends. And if you need more MSPH in your life, please support the homies and go to Patreon.com/slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. We recently gave it an overhaul, so all the, you know, the tons of specialty shows that we put up on the $10 tier, instead of it just being one long six-year timeline to scroll through, everything's broken up into categories, and people have been very pumped about it. So I'm glad, I'm glad people are appreciating it. I see, you know, all the notifications when people like older shit, so people are clearly checking out the categories, going back from the beginning and just binging from the start. So it's it's a hell of a lot easier to use our Patreon now, and you get a shitload of new MSPH content every week. So patreon.com slash Hour has the cure for what ails you. And you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff R. Records. And at MSPH Podcast. If you are a degenerate sports gambler like Jeff... You're going to want to listen to Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. Damn right. NFL Week 11 will be recording this week and also do an NBA podcast. So check that out everywhere you get podcasts. Yeah. And if you would like to watch this podcast instead of just listen to it, you can go to youtube.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. You'll definitely want to be subbed to that already when we do 
finally pull the trigger on the stinky, rotten fish punishment for Jeff. I have a feeling that's going to be uh, very enjoyable. I think the person who will yeah, enjoy it the wait. most is Shuddy Boy. Jeff will enjoy it the least. I will enjoy it the second least. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> Although maybe I like it. Uh, but yeah, I guess in closing, watch The Killer on Netflix. Watch Metalocalypse, Army of the Doomstar on Prime. And keep your eyes peeled for the second coming of John Cooper, friends. But until next time, something. Oh, that sounds bad. Check, check, check. All right. Sounds good on my end, hopefully. It sounds good on the Puminati's end. The rear end. <laughs> Ugh. Kill me. Do, 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 there he is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eat that daddy dick. A man, the myth, the legend. Kevin Kraft. And the foam maker. And fart knocker. And kneeling masturbator. I'm a soft three. There we go. Here comes this bullshit, Kevin. This is all blunt up. <laughs> the message we just got in our little group chat is Mark's one of the most stressful things in my existence. And that's when people visiting LA ask, what should we do when we're there? It's, it's fucking stressful. What a pussy you are. I feel, like, I, feel, yeah, I feel like this is an area where you just excel. About having things to do in LA? Yeah, like plans, date ideas, things of that nature. Well, um, I kind of look at it as L.A. is unique in the sense that when people come to visit and they want things to do, you don't have to think of too much because it takes 15 times longer <laughs> to do everything here than it does anywhere else. So it's like so you, if they're there for a week, you only need to give them two things and that's all yeah. they'll have time for. It's like, all right, we can eat breakfast at my place. I know a good lunch spot. I know a good dinner spot. And then when we're done with that, we'll just smoke and pass out. Because that's all you have time to do. It's a pretty strong strategy. But, Partially, it feels like Ginger is going to want a whole fucking itinerary like he's shutty boy. <laughs> I mean, I threw stuff out there like a barcade, uh, food missions. I am sad that I am not going to be a part of this. Yeah, we're going to miss you. Yeah, well, no shuddies allowed. That was the rule of this this trip. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> I never made that rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles, I'm busy. Please leave. Please leave. <laughs> Miles has been red-carded.
They've been uh, up my ass since I got home this morning. I'm going to eat this banana while we're doing the Zoom, but I'm going to try not to do it so seductively for Kevin. Yeah, right. You're still going to give me a boner. (laughs) Yeah. Hit the lights. It's boner time. Boner time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, boy. Let's see. I kind of feel a little bit like warmed over doo-doo butter. What? What does that even mean? Like you're sick. Hey, what's up, Tom? Oh, whoops. I just played high pitch Eric's cameo button. <laughs> Why is that still on here? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's That one's got to come into the rotation more. He just needs to come into the rotation more. Yeah, he wants he to. He hates us. We tried, we tried setting up something up recently, but the stars didn't align. Uh, Man, his fucking stand-up special was so good. He's such a G. Um, let me see. Do I have all of my fucks in a row? Oh, right up your ass. Oh, man. Sounds like your fucks are in a row. I'm sorry if I'm a little out of it so far. I got... Tonight's a big basketball night. Big, big basketball night. Wow, I really hope you've rested and prepared to watch TV. <laughs> I'm actually going to go play basketball Wednesday, but yeah, tonight I will be doing all the basketball um, on my couch, actually. But it's uh, it's Rick Pitino's first game as a St. John's coach. Now, Kevin, of all my sports loyalties, I think this one would be the one you would respect the most, right? No. Well, I sent one hundred twenty thousand dollars to the fucking school. I, gra- I have a, I have a degree. And and being a you gigantic still... pussy. <laughs> Come on. Unfair. Anyways, this guy Rick Pitino, one of the greatest basketball coaches ever, got fired from his two jobs ago from the Louis uh, Louisville Cardinals for a sex scandal. Let me read you this little blurb. And, and oh yeah, who did he doink? He didn't doink anyone, but according to Wikipedia, or this is how it reads in Wikipedia, a former Louisville player named Andre McGee arranged and paid for strippers and prostitutes to perform strip tease dances and sexual acts for seventeen prospective and former basketball players on Louisville from 2010 to twenty fourteen. I mean, was everybody that's, grown That's ups? fucking awesome. Everyone was grown ups, uh, right? I mean, they were eighteen. I don't. I mean, and I'm assuming the prostitutes were eighteen as well. All right, then I don't see a problem. No, in fact, that's the kind of guy that I want to root for. Apparently, in the investigation, they um, they talked about how, or he admitted publicly how he banged a, a sizzler waitress and. <laughs> I think he didn't really count it because he busted quickly. <laughs> so, so, like he he like went on the record and said, "Yeah, I had sex with a sizzler waitress, but it doesn't really count because I nutted too fast." Wow, that's a um, 
That's a hell of an argument. Like I should have been a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like if you're He's a fucking man. If your penis is making the approach to vagina land and you nut before you even reach it. I mean, you've got a real, real not, strong argument there. I mean, it's not infidelity. If your penis goes into a vagina and nuts, even upon insertion, um, you'd have a tough choice or a tough, a tough um, battle ahead trying to convince your significant other that that was not cheating. Yeah. Spoiler alert, though. That movie, No Hard Feelings. Do you did you count that kid? That kid's um, whatever you want to call it with Jennifer Lawrence. Does that does that count as a refresh lost my memory? Virginity? Did he was did did the penis enter vagina land? I think I think it did. Well, then yeah, but it it wasn't there for more than two seconds before before a dude climax. Okay, here's here's a batshit crazy insane scenario. Let's say Jeff, you go on a cruise, and um, you meet up with I don't know. Let's just say Taylor Swift, and you go to the very very back of the boat. You're on one of the many like. Can we make it Meg the Stallion? That's more on brand. Sure. Jeff is with Megan the Stallion, looking to do a little bestiality because. He's about to fuck a horse. And it's a rap name. Don't be like that. So you're like, oh, Megan the Stallion. Oh, why don't you bend over this railing? And she does. She pulls her pants down. She leaves her shirt on. And you put your penis in. And the second your penis goes in her, the wind kicks up and her shirt billows out and functions almost like a parachute. And just pulls her away. And she goes right into the drink. No one ever sees Megan the Stallion again. I believe you still had you, sex with Megan the Stallion. Did you just improvise all that? That was well done. I and I would count it. Yeah. So I would count I would count the kid from No Hard Feelings. Okay. Pop! I could fucking go through concrete right now. You have me so hard. Jeff. <laughs> your mic sounds like it might be going to the wrong place, Jeff. I don't know. I, 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 you know what? Yeah, ow, ow, ow. It is. Patreon? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm better. Yeah. I think so. I need a better, I need a better dongle, though. Yeah. My dongle has been flaccidic lately. <laughs> yeah, do they make Viagra for dongles yet? I'm only willing to accept <laughs> dicks today, all right? I need a blue chew for my MacBook Pro dongle. Man, I really hope the next models of MacBook Pros are like, all right, fine. It was the dumbest move in tech history. We'll give you USB ports back. Well, they're going to, everything's going USB C. Yeah, they're actually they're powering through it, Kevin. I hate it. I hate it so much. Apparently they're more environmentally friendly. 
Mm. I would love to see the data. How do you feel now? Oh, okay. Maybe you should do your own research on it. I don't have a research lab. You're a mad scientist. Apparently a shitty one. I had to sell it off. I'm a broke scientist. <laughs> Tell you what, if I don't quit college football, I'm going to be a broke scientist too. You idiot. These fucking kids are just ruining my bank account. I don't know. Have you, have you thought about trying my strategy? Do all your research. Your strategy is, make is your, so disrespectful. Yeah, do all your research, make your picks, and then do the opposite of that. That's literally a sunken place in gambling I will never get to. If that's the case, I'll, I'll just murder myself. If I, if, if I think, you know what, I should do the opposite of my hard work, I'll either quit gambling or just fucking jump into oncoming traffic. I'm glad that's over with. Okay, okay. Shuddy, can I have recurred permission? Pardon me, Sean. You may. Hear me clicking around, just making fucking bets. Recording in progress. Choose wisely. Betting shit. All right, well. Remember that, like, two-year period in MSPH where every bet I made on MSPH Monday lost? Yeah, that was funny. Yes, we do. Yes. Good thing those days are over. All right, Shuddy, ready to do some warm-up ex- exercises? This is the bike who got me yes. on the penis, people. Penis, people. How dare you get your hands on me? Are you waiting to receive my limp penis? Are you waiting to receive my limp penis? Get your hand off my penis! Ah. <laughs> uh. It feels like the first time. Get your hand off my penis! Man, I will never not be endlessly entertained by this man. This is the bike who got me on the penis, people. I'm still getting the the shirt. uh, T-shirt for him. I'm still getting targeted like fucking crazy to buy those shirts. Maybe you should. For enjoying a meal... A succulent Chinese meal. Okay, okay. Shall we kick this motherfucker off, gents? Yes. From Los Angeles, California, where the mad scientist party are.